Welcome to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. And if you believe Twitter, we're the worst radio show ever compiled. We are pretty bad. We're the worst one ever. As a matter of fact, dude, we're so bad, you can know we're bad by having never listened to it. Like, that's how bad it can be. At 8 o'clock today, I'm sitting all of Twitter down. Here's what happened. I got a little piece of information. I passed it along to everybody else. Said, hey... This is not the complete information. I was just texted this. And it's one thing if you think I'm wrong. Plus, a lot of people got hung up over the fact that I used the word source. Well, it's better than friend. And so I will ask Matt Fantone this question again at 8 o'clock. Okay. I will ask you all of these questions again at 8 o'clock. The text message I got was a group text message, and you were the other recipient, were you not? Correct. When that message came across your screen, as a matter of fact, you know what Fantone said to me? He goes, just so you know, that guy did get that one thing wrong. Right. And I said to you, I said, yeah, but you can point to the one. Yeah. And I said, every other thing he's given us has been how good? And even you said, yes, but you were more skeptical than I was. Okay? So I made the mistake of texting or tweeting out this information, Facebooking this information before even reading like the, like the rest of his text message. I was like, oh, my God, I think people will want to know this. Never again. Never again. Because what happened was, is people online were like, you're lying for ratings. Well, first of all, no. Let me tell you how this works. If I was going to lie for ratings, it would be in here. I'm not going to do it on Twitter. I don't even have a big enough Twitter audience to do that. Because I don't care about building a big Twitter audience. Yeah, I mean, if you had something that was truly jaw-dropping, truly like, oh my gosh, salacious material, like, Here. yeah, you'd want to put it on the radio. Here. This is sense. what I get paid to do. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all icing on top of the cake. Now, it brings people into the party, there's no denying. Yeah. But not giving you the information wouldn't do that. And moreover than that, lying will only hurt you. It will only hurt. I would never do it. As a matter of fact, I think part of my problem and part of, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, that I think, uh, A, I'm a little too approachable, and B, I think the fact that there's no show in this show might be part of the problem with it. The fact that it is that real, that it's that raw, and it's not scripted at all. I think might be part of what maybe holds it back sometimes. I mean, a couple of things worth noting there of uh, you didn't you didn't like like put your like, you know, reputation on the line. You weren't like, I guarantee that this is what happened. This is the case. This I never is- once said my source was right. I just said, look, this is what I'm hearing. Not that he's right about it, but we heard it. And the vitriol that came from social media over I just heard this. You people have been given, not all of you, but some of you have been given this voice and don't deserve it at all. And you abuse it in this way and you just tear down and you are just such a loser fanboy of an organization that's done nothing but smack you in the face and a player that's done nothing but smack you in the face multiple times and the fact that you're going to stand up for that and then tear down everybody else who was just trying to... First of all, you don't even follow me. Somebody retweeted it and then you got angry. But it was six... I haven't even opened my Twitter yet. I guarantee you, I'm guessing my mentions will be in the... It'll be in the low 150s. It'll be 155, 156, somewhere around there. That's where it was all day yesterday. Every time I open it up, 155, you're a moron, you're this, you're this. I'll tell you what the story was. 
coming up at 8 o'clock. I don't want to spend all day on it. But it was a very interesting trip down the rabbit hole of social media yesterday. Because it went from, I just thought you would think this was interesting. Not, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying the source is right. And everybody got hung up on that. A guy kept saying this to me yesterday. And he, he actually, he actually wrote into Old Takes Exposed, which is like this Twitter account that like, if you get things wrong on Twitter, they like throw it back in your face. And he was like, check this out. A fan with sources. First of all, I love this. When you want to get angry about something I said, I'm the media. When you want to laugh about something I said, I'm a fan. Which is it, guys? Am I the big bad media or am I just a fan? Let's clear this up. I gave you a piece of information that I got from inside the building from the team. Okay? Let's also remember this. I worked up in that market for 10 plus years. I worked game day operations for that team for five plus years. Yeah, I probably don't know anybody up there. A fan with Thorthiv. Wait. Thought I was the media. Wait, 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 I'm the evil media. I'm the, I'm not, I'm the liberal biased media. I thought. I thought I'm not a fan. I'm, the, I'm the liberal media. You guys got to get together and figure out which way you want to knock me down. <laughs> get it together. Otherwise, dude, just keep crying out those tears until you have built up enough of them to swim out of your mother's basement. I am worried about me though. Today. What do you got going on, dude? I'm worried, worried about you today too, bro. I am worried about. Talk me. to me, dude. I keep sleeping through alarm clocks. Okay, like it happened yesterday. Happened today. Yeah. They go off. I set it off. I I turn it off and I go back. To, I don't normally do this. Yeah, I mean, Stansbury came in in the middle of White Snake today, and like yes, that's late. There's there's been times you and I have both been like, oh damn, dude, like did just barely got here today. But like, yeah, there is a little bit of me that's like, well, what's going on? I mean, are you just like so your alarm's going? off you're just sleeping through it i'm waking up and then going back to bed after it and that is so unlike me normally once my eyes open in the bed in the morning i'm like all right this sucks but get up are you making the decision of like okay i'm just gonna snooze for a little bit longer or is it just like you're just you're you're waking up and then going back on i don't think so but i guess since i'm going back to sleep i mean how how can i deny maybe that's what's going i don't know i don't know I i don't remember making that conscious decision i'll tell you another thing normally what i do i have an actual like alarm clock on my end table right And then what I normally do is I'll set a couple of like three fail safes on my cell phone where it's like, hey, four, four thirty, five o'clock latest. All right, make sure you're sleeping through those. And I, well, what I don't know is did I not set them? Maybe. Okay. Did I not set those last night? Because I, I think it, my alarm clock on my end table is a little quiet, so I think I could just be guilty of arm over, turn off, and then not even getting up. Why don't you have them? Why are you setting them every night? Why don't you just have them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah, well, I don't know, Fantone. I'm not that smart. Buddy. <laughs> All you have to do, there's a little button right there. I, uh, you can do that. You could set it up on a daily. Well, the, if you believe Twitter, I'm an idiot. <laughs> then you don't have to worry about it. Then I don't have to worry about you. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm normally very good at like once the alarm goes off, feet on floor, let's get rocking. Especially, uh, dude, this job it trains you to be a morning person. I mean, and I know there's that like, well, I'm not a morning person, and it's like, well, dude, have a job where you Four have to years get in up, you are. have to get up and get going. I mean, like, I think that was the thing when I started. In radio, I started on a morning show at WGAR, and it was just like, and that was really like a growing up moment for me where it was like, no, dude, you don't get to sleep until 10 o'clock every day of your life anymore. Like, you have to wake up and you have to get going. So, 
I uh, I am surprised that you're uh, that you're having this problem right now, buddy. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Uh, I, I uh, again, I did just log into my Twitter account. Jay tweets in luckily and says, "Dude, why would you lie for ratings? You've been number one since you've been here." Yeah, I know. But then when you tell people that that you would never lie for ratings because you already have the ratings, then the then the very predictable response comes. Oh, I'm a, I mean, God, you're in the Canton market. How tough could that be? Well, your podcast has zero listeners, so it's tougher than you think it is, dude. It is very tougher than you think it is. I'll also say this. I screenshot them all. I will screen. I screenshot everything yesterday, and I will tell you this. I'll remember I'm just a loser Canton DJ when you DM me and ask me to get you into a show at Blossom. I'll remember that. I'm just a loser Canton DJ, bro. Can't help you. More Stansberry Show and that loser Canton DJ next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. A couple of uh, programming notes. Fantone can be found Key of Alliance this Saturday from 11 to 1. He'll be loaded down with tickets. He'll get you hooked up. Also, Friday night, he'll be at Buzzbin wrestling it up with OCW. I would imagine somebody from OCW will be in the studio with us tomorrow, I would think. Yeah, I think uh, I think I can get uh, at least one member of Team Fantone in the mix tomorrow. Uh, no shame, Jimmy Shane. I believe he will be available. Uh, dude, I'm not going to lie, man. Pretty excited. Uh, a little bit nervous. Not going to lie about that, but I'm very excited. Um, I, uh, I was in the OCW uh, training facilities, Spinebuster University, and uh, dude, learned a couple of moves. Feel like I got a couple of tricks up my sleeve there for uh, Agent Orange Juice Jennings. And Friday night, hopefully, Team Fantone walking out with that victory. I'm gonna come to that. You coming? I'm coming to that. I like it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I like it. I'm gonna play golf all day. Yeah, and then uh, yes, I will spend the early part of uh, of Friday evening uh, in Buzzbin watching you wrestle. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will make sure I get you behind the velvet rope. I think there's going to be a VIP section for uh, the Fantone family, the girlfriend, Stansberry. Get you guys. Uh, get you guys I, all taken uh, care of. I like it. VIP I, style I, of Buzzman. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> real VIP. I was going to say, dude. I pretty much am a VIP at Buzzman. But uh, but uh, let's clear a few things up. Okay. I at no point. Do I want to be in the squared circle? You know, no, come on, come on. What if I need a run in, dude? No, what, if, what if Jimmy I, Shane gets hurt or something, dude, bro? I'm just telling you, a <laughs> lot of Shane, Jimmy Shane, all of them, <laughs> all of them. I will not have a huge sense of humor about that. I will not. I don't want chairs being thrown in my direct. You know what? I'm just staying home. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Another programming note this afternoon, five o'clock. You yeah. can find me on the radio once again as I'm going to join my main man, Mark Munch Bishop, on his show. Munch does uh, well afternoons for us. Fox Sports 1350. Right. Show starts at three. I'll be on at five o'clock. A couple of members of uh, of our audience. Uh, you know, there's a little crossover with us and Munch. But he asked a couple of guys who listen to us pretty religiously in the morning to uh, to come on and talk a little sports because they were you know you know they were kicking it up with them on social media right so he invited them in and they needed a third and he was like hey you're from Stark County get up here bring I was them like, on okay absolutely so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be on Munch's show this afternoon five o'clock I'm looking forward to that one yeah dude it's a uh, it's a good time always with him career going full circle there yeah 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 yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean that's uh you know career going full circle there as I you know as my first boss in the industry. Uh, Fantone and I agree on quite a bit. Okay. Actually, sometimes it's what makes this job hard to do because I'll like look at something. I'm like, yeah, but we just feel too much the same on that. And we really don't like coming in here and go, all right, but just take this side for me. Like, we don't really like doing that because at the end of the day, dude, you got to hold that line then, not for today. But down the road, because people's memories are long. Yeah, I mean, that's who you become. And I mean, as for as frequently as I have to play devil's advocate, I don't ever want to come off as insincere. No, Neither he always one of us says, do. all right, let me do this real right, quick. Right, 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 you know right. For I mean? the sake of argument here. Because people get so angry about the things that are said. Right. Now, one of the things we disagree on 
it turns out Fantone may be right. Uh Uh-oh. What is it? There are benefits, they say, to doing this thing Fantone does and I don't do. Okay, well, I think we do a lot of the same things. What are we talking I, I about don't right wanna, now? I don't want to admit you're right right now. All right. I should have thought about this more. <laughs> it's your show. I yeah, know. what are you doing this What for? am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> but apparently there are multiple health benefits to sleeping naked. Okay. And now you sleep the naked. Yeah. I you would, like the naked. I would say 90% of the time, if not more, I'm Did naked. Did you sleep naked last night? Yeah. Yeah. I can attempt to sleep naked. And then midway through, I'm just like, ah, bro, go get something. Basketball shorts, put them on. Something. You got to do something. Something. Which is weird because I don't feel the need or desire to have something on the top half of my body at all when I sleep. No, dude, I couldn't sleep with a shirt on if you paid me, like, man. When I see like an old dude in like 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 pajamas that are bought in the package. Holding like, the top, candle yeah. and there's the, <laughs> I'm there's like, the Dude, what are you doing with the top on? No, I couldn't even, I couldn't even begin look at to your, do that. Look at your sleep blouse you got on. <laughs> Where'd you get the sleep blouse, Holmes? I can't have a sleep blouse. I can't have it. But like a bottom half, I'm totally down with it. I like that part. Um, Honestly, it's like at the end of the night, like before I get into bed, like usually what it is, I'll brush my teeth, I'll pee, and then I'll get naked, walk out of the bathroom, go directly into the bedroom. There I am. Yeah, I gave you a Fantone naked before <laughs> breakfast. That's what I did. How you like that? Apparently, here are some of the health benefits. You're going to get closer to your partner. Now, some of you won't because well, you're a miserable person and you can't find a partner. But if you have one of those, you're going to get closer to them. Skin and skin contact. They actually did a study not that long ago where I think it's like skin on skin embrace and like hugging, embrace is like, dude, it's got the same power as medicine. Now, don't get me wrong. There is definitely the sex aspect of it, which is awesome because it's like, hey, we're, you know, we're already naked. Well, they say it just increases your sex drive overall. But I would say the, the ability for us to both be naked and not necessarily be in a sexual moment, more of just like we're touching each other. There is something nice about that. Uh, I would have to imagine for a lot of people that's going to help help you with control of release, right? I think just it, it, more than anything, yeah, it just makes you more comfortable. comfortable. Right, you're more comfortable in that moment and you feel like you don't have anything to like hide. So when you do get to that sexual moment, you've already got this like, this my, is how we are. My resistance to be naked was always about my weight. Okay. It really was. Like I've been at the gym, I've been wor- eating a little bit better. I have kind of slipped up the last week, but I've been working out a bunch still. And I lost like 30 some pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight. And it's definitely noticeable. As a matter of fact, a man hit me up yesterday on Twitter and was like, hey, man, I can notice it in your face. Hey, bro. And I was like, okay, well, you keep making that voodoo doll of me. <laughs> hey, keep, bro. I'm just messing with you. I, I, I appreciate I really do appreciate it. But now, like when I get out of the shower, I don't feel the need like, oh, God, God, get dressed right now. I don't because I don't feel fat anymore. I'm still overweight. I don't feel fat. Yeah, so I think that and, and, and just the overall comfort of nakedness with your body, I think it's going to help out a lot there. Another health benefit to sleeping naked, apparently you're, uh, well, you're protecting your testicles. They say sleeping in underwear increases the odds that an infection in your testicles can happen. Uh-oh. That's Brian Steixner, MD and a urologist based in Atlantic City. Uh, he said, you know, your underwear keep heat and moisture trapped in. Bacteria uh-huh. thrive in warm, moist, uh, you know, environments. Ugh. More bacteria makes for a higher likelihood that any chafed or irritated skin will become affected. This way, sometimes, like, you'll send me this article a lot. And this is true. This is the actual headline. 
does your penis smell? And I'm always like, no, Fantone. The penis smell isn't getting on the rundown. You've sent me this every day for a month. We're not talking about it. Every, I do like twice a month he'll send me that, does your penis smell? But that's why, right? I never thought of like... Yeah, because you're drying it out more and like that makes sense. Well, I think one of it is what I just talked about. You take a shower and you don't dry all the way off so you're still damp and now let's cover damp up with clothing and do now you just got the Dagobah system underneath your voice. (laughs) Like that's not good. Lift them up. There's Yoda. You can't have it. Stop it. Apparently you sleep better sleeping naked. Getting rid of all your clothes will help you snooze more soundly, they say. Uh, the temperature decline as uh, you know as you go deeper into sleep and climbs before you wake up. They say, but clothing will interfere with this natural you know fluctuation of the temperature and your body and the bed. Extra insulation can make you too hot as your temperature drops. Now I can sleep cold. I can't sleep too hot. No. If I'm too hot, I am a miserable. I'm miserable laying in that bed. Yeah, you're flipping, you're flopping, you can't get it done. So like that makes sense because essentially clothes are just like blankets you wear, right? I mean, like same thing. Kind of so pretty Seinfeldy there, but I like it. Pretty Seinfeldy, <laughs> but I like it. The last one here, and I believe this is why he sent it to me. The last health benefit to sleeping naked is you are going to boost and ignite your metabolism. They say staying cool throughout the night, your body then has to kick into like we should probably warm this dude up a little. Right. What the hell's going on? Next thing you know, your motor starts running, metabolism starts running. That's actually a good benefit of that. I think it's like, you know, people be like, well, if you drink cold water instead of warm water, then you're going to you know, burn more calories. Is that really going to be the thing that like really like, you know, makes a difference in, in your weight loss? But like, no, that's a positive health benefit. And like anyone else, man, dude, if you sleep warm, what a psychopath. Like my bedroom is just it's frigid in there at times. Like, it's yeah. like you know what Me I mean? Too. Like you have to, you have to be cold. I, I, I like my house is cold and dark like my heart. And, <laughs> and, 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 and like, honestly, the outlook of my career. I just make it cold and dark, miserable. I announced the other day on the show, I want to do this. There's something I'm thinking about doing. And sure enough, I wake up today and Fantone sent me an article about something. And this is all him. Honestly, again, back to back. He just wants to pee down my leg. He does. He just wants to ruin all my fun. No, you'll never be able to do it because of these things. So we'll give you more Fantone ruining my life next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We do have limited Skinner tickets for you. 7:30. We'll pass those out. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Why in the hell is there a flip phone plugged in and charging behind you? I do not know. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know. This isn't you broke your phone. They gave you a loaner. Got my phone right here, buddy. So wait a minute. There's just a cell phone we don't know. Google Pixel 2 right in my hand here. I don't know whose phone that is. I don't know what the hell is going on. Is it Teresa's? It's funny. I like it. D. Snyder leave that in here? I, uh. Nikki well, Six, where's he been? Here's the thing. It is a flip phone. <laughs> so it's either Nikki Six or Fishhead. It's yeah. like it's one of the two. Dude, I, I'm going to assume it's Fishhead's. And honestly, if Fishhead has a a flip phone that he can leave behind and like, eh, whatever, I envy the man. Well, that's why I asked. That's what caught my attention was, oh, my God. Because my first feeling, if I didn't have my cell phone, would be like, oh, my God. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, my God. Where is it? And so when I saw that, I was like, at first I was like, oh, I'm sure that person's terrified. And I was like, well, no, because you would have came back and gotten it. 
And then I was like jealous. Yeah. Like, how are you able to function without that thing? I, I, dude, it's a flip phone. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even, I, I don't even know you can get on the internet with that dude, thing. Dude, they're so old, I almost want to take a picture of it and post it so you guys can remember what flip phones look like. It, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, like I said, I assume it's fish heads. I don't, I don't, I don't know that. Well, he facts. was out working for the radio station last night, which makes me think, I mean, he was up, he was at the upper deck passing out Ozzy tickets. Correct. So my guess is, charge the phone either before he left to go there or when he got back, maybe, or something. And then just, I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going home and got in the car and left. And just forgot it. And just imagine that. Because you know what a pain in the ass it is when you forget your phone? Even if it's just out in the car, I'm like, oh, got to go out there right now. Fish head. He just doesn't care, dude. Whatever. That's awesome, dude. Uh, I believe the teens call that living his best life. Okay. Well, he is, dude. He is. Which by, dude, I saw the best tweet of my life last week where this guy was like, they don't call it hoeing around anymore. They call it living your best life. There it and is. And I was like, oh my God, that is so true. It's a good life. That is so true. So the other day I made an announcement. I want to do something. I want to add things into my life. A couple of the different things, two of them. Uh, by Christmas, Christmas morning, I would like to wake up in a rent in a house that I'm renting. Okay. And I would like a puppy. I want a black lap. I've wanted a dog for a long, long time. I miss my dog, and I want a dog. Can't have one in my apartment. Kind of want to move out of my apartment anyway. It's probably time, so I was thinking Christmas. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get a dog. So sure enough, the way the show gets put together is this. I'll find something interesting in email to fans. I'll be like, yo, dude, get boned up on this, and vice versa. He'll see things throughout the day and then send me stuff. He's like, hey, man, this may be interesting for tomorrow. And then I put a rundown together, and then we do it. Okay? So I don't have to be doing this right now. I don't have to give in to Fantone looking to pee down my leg. But you are, I think. Much like the, hey, you should sleep naked because I'm superior. <laughs> and like that, like just like that. Right? This is what you need to realize before getting a dog. Huge commitment. Huge commitment. First and foremost, long-term relationship. You're talking 10 plus years. You know what I mean? You're going to probably they say you're going to have multiple jobs. Your kids are going to grow up, all this stuff. And that dog's still going to be part of your life. So unless you're ready for a real commitment, don't do it. It's a long-term relationship. Now, that's one of the things that does kind of draw a little bit of concern here for me is I feel like, you know, some avenues I think, you know, you're very dedicated. Other avenues, it's like, dude, this is a long commitment. And like, certainly with relationships, I've seen plenty of times where it's like, well, maybe this is working for him. And then all of a sudden you're like, nope, not working for me at all anymore. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. Yeah, but the dog never looks, never sits on the couch and goes, so what are we? Okay. So where's this going? The dog's just like, dude, do you have a bone? Like, and once you give a dog something to chew on, they're like, you're the best human ever. Okay. I don't have to explain where I'm going, what I'm thinking about. What are you thinking about at this exact moment right now? Um, how I want you to shut up, if I'm being honest, which is why I'm single. I wish you weren't asking me this question an hour and 30 minutes into this movie we've been watching. That's what I wish. Another thing they want you to know about your dog. And this is the thing that's actually kind of held me up on getting one up to this point. I am a selfish person. There's no denying it. That your schedule then will now completely revolve around your dog. And I have no problem with that in the winter. When it's cold out, when it's snowing out, I dude, my dog, that's your schedule. What do you want to do? You want to go for a walk? You want to go outside right now? What, what, what do you want to do? I'm down. Right? But in the summer months, I want to hit my nine iron. 
I don't necessarily want to be laying around my house all day with a dog. And I don't want to be the kind of guy who goes home real quick after work, lets the dog out, then leaves for six hours, comes back, and then lets... I don't really want to do that. Yeah, that's... uh, Me and my girlfriend were talking about this, and she was like, you know, that's going to cut into his golf game, no question about it. Like, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts. Let me ask you, does this make me a bad person? So I was telling people I wanted to get a dog, and a friend of mine reached out. Right. She said to me, she goes, you know, my schedule's pretty flexible. So okay. She said, what if you got your dog over the winter, like you want to for Christmas, and then by summer, when you're ready to go play golf again, she was like, what if I would make my schedule available, and I would come, and in the afternoon, I would take care of the dog for a little while. That way, you didn't have to rush home. You could play a little bit more golf. And I was like, so I, I, I'm, I'm already lining up. I have two dog sitters in, in the wings. Now, at the end of the day, do I think anything's like morally wrong with that? No, because the dog doesn't care. The dog just wants to get let out to go pee and someone to play just with. Just has to pee and just wants to be pet. Right. Um, but I mean, you're already passing on responsibilities. You know what I mean? So there is a little bit of it's like, well, dude, you're already saying to yourself, well, I don't want to commit to this. It's, no, 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 no. I feel like that's not right. I want to commit to it. But I want to. I still want to have a little bit of me. I mean, I know, I realize I could not play as many days in a row as I do now. And let's be real too. I mean, we get out of work at like eleven o'clock in the morning, so you could go home, go spend, spend two hours with, with the dog, right. and then still go play golf or do whatever you want later in the afternoon. I could absolutely do that. They said expect to shell out the money. They say it's about thirty one hundred dollars your first year with the dog. Thirty one hundred the first year you have your dog, twenty three thousand over the course of its life. God damn. Obviously they're talking food here and then some supplies. Leash, crate, bed, bowls, that whole thing, toys, regular medical care, annual checkups, spay you know, uh, spaying, neutering, vaccines, flea, heartworm prevention, meds. Jeez. A lot of money. Well, dude, and like my buddy had a dog whose stomach got turned in a knot, and then like, you had to like, like it was like a ten thousand dollars surgery. Put that dog down. Yeah, see, that's where it worries me. You having pets is that I feel like you give up on animals too early just because it's an animal, not a human. I'm not spending a th- over a thousand dollars to save a pet's life. I'm sorry, like you can think I'm a terrible person for that. I kind of do. I eat meat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so do I. I know that's a, it is. It's a weird place. I it mean, is. It's a very strange thing, and it's super hypocritical. It really is. But I do like the moment you said you would not spend over a thousand dollars to keep an animal alive. I, I, I liked you less. Assets and liabilities in life. There. I mean, I, I, I like. I'm not. It's not that I'm not going to be sad. It's not that I'm not going to be heartbroken. But like, there's a line in the sand for everybody. And like, I think a thousand dollars is probably too much for a pet. Okay, I have a different line. I do have a line. At $5,000 for pet surgery, I'm done. My buddy Corey, I, he had like wiener dogs. Okay. And they, he and his first wife spent like $25,000 on a surgery for that dog. Dude, you're going into major financial debt there. Like, I mean, dude, that, that, that's that's major financial debt. And I'm I, sorry, but that's just, it's I too much. I can't spend car money on a dog. Too much. I can't. But $5,000 to keep my dog alive. Yeah, I would absolutely do. As my dog is really, really old right now, she's still in Vegas, and my brother's like, dude, as a matter of fact, they got my niece another one because he was like, dude, Kino's, it's over, Dan. Like, she's going to die. And that's what has me really, really sad about it. I miss my dog. Um, and she is going to die. And the, there, that's a little bit of why I want to do this. Uh, somebody's telling me, take the go- dog golfing with you. I've seen guys do this. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to train a dog not to chase a ball? Dude, 
and, 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 and now we are just getting into that territory where you think you can bring your stupid dog into Walmart, dude. And I'm sorry, but nothing, nothing irritates me more. If you have a service animal, mm-hmm. if you have a service animal, dude, then I'm, I'm happy you have that animal. I hope it's working for you and everything's fine. But people are just abusing that situation like it's medical marijuana where it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go home. And it's like, no, you don't. You just like to get stoned. You don't have anything wrong with you. You just want your dog to come everywhere with you, dude. That is true. Oh, I saw this lady and it did in the middle of the grocery section. And I'm just like, lady, and people are stopping and like petting it. And I'm like, dude, that is not a service animal. You are stopping. Look, it's got a teddy bear cut to it. It's got the teddy bear cut. I'm like, shut. Oh, my God, dude. You just think no rules apply to you. You just do whatever the hell you want. Bring your dog anywhere you want. I would be the most annoying dog owner ever. Just pictures all the time. Look at my dog. Oh, my <laughs> dude. My Instagram. Dude, the IG will be lit. With black lab photos. Yeah, I would. I would totally be one of those. I would bring him to work and make all the girls in the office fawn all over him and like that whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. I would be a dog. Now, I wouldn't take him in the store with me. Dogs in stores don't annoy me. I'm a super dog person. But I understand why they do annoy other people. I totally get why that's annoying for people. It's like kiss. I, I love it. But when somebody says to me, kiss isn't a good, I'm like, yeah, dude, I totally get it. I understand that. Which, by the way, yeah, this is how much of a loser I am. Okay. Last night, I spent an hour and 10 minutes watching an unauthorized, fan-made, YouTube kiss documentary. An hour. Some dude just talking over, like, dude, giving you, like, why the records are good. Why, Dude, an hour. Kiss fan-made documentary. You do need a dog. You need something, dude. What I need is a wife. <laughs> Cut that damn kiss documentary off. <laughs> Clean the gutters. What are you doing? Baker Mayfield already winning awards. That's good, right? Too bad it was for something he's already done. That's next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. I'm going to give you my Instagram handle. It's Dan.Stansbury, and it's because yesterday I played a little bit of golf with my buddy Sean Brewster. We ended up playing Firestone's Public. They have a nine-hole public. Uh, we played that, and I was wearing this shirt that's got some pastel coloring in it, and people are just all on me about it. Jeez. Um, they're all on me about the golf clothing. And so I uh, I posted the photo. If you want to hate on me for it, Dan.Stansbury is how you find me on Instagram. It's how you find that. Now, I know that, you know, obviously, like, golf, you're going to want to have a certain, like, style of shirt. You know, I know collars is something that is kind of encouraged at the very least. They like it. And, like, you want to wear, you know, pants that aren't necessarily jeans. Breathable. And I understand that. Why Why maybe that dry Fabric. fit stuff works. Yes, it but does like, work. But why do you guys have to wear such outlandish colors? Like, it's just so, like... Well, they're not always outlandish. Most times I see you wearing the golf clothes, buddy. Unless you're doing the Tiger Woods style, I well, feel like. I mean, last week I was wearing, what, that red shirt and a pair of khaki shorts? That's not that bad. I, I, I remember the bright yellow. It oh, was yeah, like yeah. the highlighter. Oh, I that love one. that yellow shirt. Yeah, and I just feel like. now. Although right. that one came to haunt me one day. So I do. I went and played. I, so I was wearing. All right. So I went and played golf with my buddy Serene and her husband Tom and like a, a bunch of their friends. And they're all Michigan fans. Okay. Oh. They're all Michigan fans. Oh. And so we went and played the one day, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll be a little funny. And so I showed up in that yellow shirt, and I wore my blue shorts. I showed up in Wolverine colors. I was like, all right, they're all Michigan fans. I kind of throw them a bone. I'm like the one lone Ohio State fan in this group, right? I wore the Michigan colors, played horrifically. 
played terribly. I'll never do it again. Ever again. I have the blue shorts still. I have the yellow shirts still. I'll never match them together. Never to be worn together No, no, no. The again. golf gods, they did. They got me. Gotcha. But I played Firestones 9 yesterday. It has me all excited about the Bridgestone Invitational. Obviously, August 2nd through the 5th there. Uh, Obviously. Dummies. What were you thinking? You didn't know that? Cannot wait. Is that, uh, the, is, that, is that the major? Is that the big one? Is that the this what's is, the... Well, no, it's not a major, but it is a serious stop on the tour, okay. and it is the last time we're getting this tour. Okay. This tour stop here. We will be getting a senior tour, from what I understand. A champion tour is what they call them now. And again, I've, I've talked about this a couple of times, and I hate saying this, because selfishly, I'm actually more happy. Because I'll still want to go to the champions tour event, and half of you won't. So all of you that want to go see Tiger and Phil and all that, you won't be there anymore. And I know that sucks for Firestone. It sucks for the area because it's going to be a lot less money. But as a fan, as a pure fan, I'll get to go and watch golfers I really like. It'll be way less attended. And I'll, I'll and you know what I mean? It'll be like, hey, this is being done for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's something to be said about seeing a band in their prime. But there's also something to be said about seeing them on the ribs burn off circuit 10 years later where it's like, yeah, dude, look how close I am to this. Like- I, dude, I would go see Eddie Money downtown Canton tonight. <laughs> tonight. Up online for you, WRQK.com is the new trailer. HBO is released for HBO's Hard Knocks. I believe this starts on the 7th of August, I believe is what the date is. And it's obviously surrounding our Cleveland Browns. We're going to get into the Cleveland Browns again at 8 o'clock because that's why Twitter like took my head off yesterday. Right. So again, in another hour, we'll get into that. But I want to stay focused on this right here. Um, I'm excited for Hard Knocks. Um, I'm a Hulu with live TV per, uh, person. Um, I currently have Showtime, but I'm going to cancel that and I'm going to add HBO because I want to stay up to date with Hard Knocks. I feel like with what I do for a living and honestly being a fan of the team. I know a lot of people were accusing me of not being a fan yesterday, which is absurd, really. I'll define your fandom. I'll tell you what kind of a fan you are. Exactly. Well, okay. Right. Exactly. Right. I guess. But I'm a fan, so I want to stay up to date on this. Okay. I'm pretty excited about this this season. Mark Wahlberg has bet on the Browns. He thinks that they're going to win six games. The over under is five and a half. He bet the over. Thinks they'll win at least six. I'm thinking it's more like four, but I want to be wrong. I've never wanted to be wrong about anything so much in my life. I would love nothing more for them to win six games. However, Browns rookie quarterback winning awards already. Now it's for what he's already done. Baker Mayfield walked away the other night with an SB winning for the best college athlete. Beat out Villanova's basketball star Jalen Brunson, Stanford swimmer Katie Ledecky, and she was actually pretty good because I actually know that name, and Aja Wilson from South Carolina's basketball team for Best College Athlete Award at the ESPYs. There's no denying Baker was a very, very electrifying college quarterback. Now that always does not translate into greatness on the next level, but you know, a lot of times it doesn't an accomplishment for the guy, certainly. And I would hope to think that like a building of the confidence happening here where it's like, damn dude, I am pretty good at this. I am where I'm supposed to be. I got the audio from him last night. Oh yeah. yeah, Let me have that. What an honor. Um, feels like the past few months have been, uh, about three years ever since I played in that Rose bowl game. Um, a lot of people to thank. My family's here tonight. My beautiful fiance. Um, so, a round of applause for my family. Without you guys, wouldn't have chased my dreams at Oklahoma. I uh, grew up an Oklahoma fan in Austin, Texas, right next to Nick Foles. Um, and uh, I dreamed of playing at Oklahoma. Yeah, I really did. And going there, and Coach Stoops and Coach Riley, everybody that helped me out there, you made a dream come true. All my teammates, I had so much fun. 
all those guys, it'd be too many to thank, but you guys helped me, uh, you know, fight through the ups and downs. And the one thing I will say, a lot of mistakes through college, but a lot of, you know, moments that I learned from, and I'm proud of that. And so to all the kids out there, you have dreams, go chase it. No excuses worth it to quit on your dreams. Go make it happen and just enjoy it. Thank you guys very much. Uh, dude, I, I've said it before. I was hesitant on the pick. Um, I was a Sam Darnold guy, wanted Sam Darnold. Um, but I'm warming to Baker Mayfield. I really am. I, I, dude, there's something about this kid. He has been handling this all pretty well. Um, I think I would have handled, you're the next Johnny Manziel, way worse than Baker Mayfield has. When everybody in the world is waiting for you to fail on the same level that Johnny Manziel did, when everybody in the world's waiting for you to be the next Johnny, I know what you're thinking. Well, that's all the fuel he needs to overcome and prove the haters wrong. Yeah, but that's not a lot of times what happens to the human brain. A lot of times what can happen to the human brain is you can scare them into doing the thing you think thought, thought they were going to do. They can end up tripping themselves up trying not to be that thing. But so far, everything Baker says, I kind of like. And I like the fact that in there, he had no reason whatsoever to go to, yeah, I had a couple of problems in college. He had no reason to do that right there in that SP speech. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. But he did do it because I think think it's true. I think he learned and was like, dude, I learned. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I I think, you know, you're seeing... Uh, a decent amount of maturity, a decent amount of wisdom coming out of this yeah, guy, like which is impressive coming out of a 22-year-old. Somewhere I mean, around there, right? God, I was terrible at life at 22. And, you know, you bring up, you know, you've got so much doubt. You've got so many people who are looking at you and saying, this is what you're going to become. This is, you know, like you said, a flash in the pan in, in college, but you're not going to be able to translate it. And he didn't focus on his haters. And I think that really is a sign of somebody who has their head in the right place and their heart in the right place. Like, your haters, haters are my motivators. Well, they, they can be, though. First of all, you don't have any haters. Does, does Baker Mayfield? Yes. But you, Sarah, working at the at the best cuts down there, dude, do you have haters? No, you don't, dude. You just well, have maybe the person's you. hair you cut. But Sarah, <laughs> but Sarah, you got 30 friends. You're right. You got. I mean, you know 30 people. But really, the point that I'm trying to make with that is, and I think that this is something that you will see with people who reach the upper echelon of what they're doing in life. I think rarely is it haters are my motivators. More so is it I want to prove the people who believed in me right. Right. That's what it's about. It's not about it's not about proving them wrong. It's about proving the people who believe in me that you were valid, that you were that I couldn't let you down. I would have to agree that that's the more healthy way to approach it. I wonder if you're right and that's how it happens more often with athletes. I disagree that that's more often the motivation. I think it's the more healthy way. I think Johnny Manziel, and it's, I feel like this is a great contrast of these two guys. Okay. Johnny Manziel was, I'm coming in there. I'm wrecking the league. That's what I'm going to do. Baker Mayfield's going up there saying, like, dude, thank you to my family. Thank you to my teammates. And, and, and thank you for the opportunity to learn well, from my mistakes. How you enter the league does tell us a lot. I would agree with that, yes. Because a, a more humble approach... Is does lend itself to more like, I'm not the man yet. Like, I got to figure this out. Where Johnny kind of felt like he was the man. Especially in that role, too, as a quarterback going into a a, 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 a piss-poor franchise that it just has a culture of losing for the past decade. It's one thing if you're Miles Garrett and you're going in there and you know you're just going to go in there and be a stud and be the Hulk and start ripping dudes' heads Every off. Every team in the league wanted Miles Garrett. Right, but when you're but when you're this dude in this unique situation where it's like, dude, the entire, the entire pressure of this organization is eventually going to be on my shoulders, a little bit of humbleness goes a far away. See, you know what's crazy about that? 
When you think about the fact that Johnny was drafted 22 right, is where he was taken. Wrecking and, the league. And he had the attitude of what you think a number one pick would have. Baker's the number one pick and is different. Again, this is true. This is part of the reason why I'm willing to just relax, breathe a moment, and see what we have in this kid. Because we've seen it a million times. I'm, dude, how many times was Nick Foles told he couldn't win? Probably his entire career. You're just a backup, Nick. You're just now. Granted, the Philadelphia Eagles—that's a Ferrari of a roster. At least it was when they—I don't know what they did this offseason, but they have a pretty good roster, right? So, like, but you still got to win the games. You still got to win the games. I couldn't go drive a Ferrari right now. I'd wreck that boy out. You know what I mean? Like, of course, dude. Well, that's a fair point. My buddy always says that. People always use that as the analogy, and he's like, dude, he's like, most people buy a sports car and they crash it within the first three months. Right, dude. I'm pulling that thing off the lot. (laughs) Of course, because it's not like driving a Ford Explorer. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I could see that. I, uh, he was an electrifying college athlete. There's no doubt about it. Um, and remember, I didn't really have a whole problem with the planning the Oklahoma flag and the Ohio State. Uh, I remember saying, like, dude, if you don't want him to do it, then win. win. Then win. But everything this kid says, more and more, I'm just like, God, if you were 6'3", you'd be a stud for sure. But analytics are changing sports all around us. It started in other sports. It's creeping in the NFL. And maybe in the end, we're going to find out. You don't need to be 6'3", 6'4", to be a, a, a successful quarterback anymore. You, maybe you don't. Maybe that's going to be the new system. I mean, Russell Wilson isn't six three. Now I know I just gave you one example. I'm you know I'm pointing to the outlier, and there is a little fingers crossed, little pray here that Baker Mayfield can be an outlier for us. Be great. Do you think he starts at all this year? I hope not. I don't. I don't know if I think he does, but I, I certainly one hundred percent hope. Even if they're zero and eight going into the bye week, I hope he doesn't. I one hundred percent hope Baker Mayfield does not start this year. But I do think he does. I've been saying since the draft, I believe it's by week six. And I don't know when their buy is. I don't know if it's before or after week six, somewhere around there. But I would not be shocked if the week after the buy, Baker Mayfield's out on the field. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's a home game or whatever. They'll probably want to put him in a friendly environment his first game out. Um, so I, I, I just I remember I looked at the schedule yesterday. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I do think Baker Mayfield is on the field sometime before this season wraps up. More Sansbury Show and those Leonard Skinner tickets next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Leonard Skinner tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. We'll also clue you in on how I got myself in trouble on Twitter um, because that's where sissies live. I'll never try to do anything cool ever again. I'll never try to give you information. I will never, ever, never again try to pass out information before it's ready ever again. I'll never try to be early for you. Never, not one more time ever. Because social media has emboldened losers and it's just gotten to the point where it's no longer worth it. But at 8 o'clock, we'll do that. I did see this and I've done a bunch. I got to admit, I have done a bunch of scummy things in my dating life. Especially when you go back to when I was younger. Like, dude, before you really grow up, you just are capable of, like, scumbag things, really selfish things, not caring about how something lands or affects another human being, how they're going to feel about themselves over your actions. And it takes you growing up before you realize, dude, what other people do to you is really saying more about them than it says anything about you. But you don't know that when you're young. When you're young, you just feel like, oh, my God, I must be awful. This stuff keeps happening to me. But I have to admit, I've done some pretty shady things in my dating life. I've cheated on partners, which isn't great. 
You should not do that. It hurts. It's not nice. Um, I've just done some some crappy things. I'm sure Fantone has as well before he turned himself into a decent person. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah, I'm sure there's one or two things we could look back on and and and, and, and call at least moral gray area. There. You know what? Like looking back on it, probably shouldn't have done that. Let's not do that, right? Of course. And we've all got those. And a guy in Tennessee, well, he's got one right here. Kelton Griffin was out on a date with a young woman. And she didn't know where he planned for the date to take place. So she gave him the keys to the car, said, you drive. You know where we're going. You drive. Okay. Um, why aren't you driving your own car is where I would be right out of the gate there. Have you, like, okay, if you and your woman, you and your woman live together. Yeah. If you take her car somewhere, who's driving? Um, well, I mean, we took her car up to Cleveland the other night and I drove. So like, there's a little bit of that, but I mean, if we're just putzing around Canton, I mean, she's going to drive. She's going to drive. Yeah. I've dated women who no matter what, if her car, my car, whatever, if we're in the car together, you drive. If we're going somewhere, yes. But like, like I said, dude, if we're just going up to like, Dollar right, General, right. Well, come on. Well, okay. Okay. It's my car. So then he's out on this date with this young woman, her car, but he's driving it. Right. So they stop at the gas station. Ah, let's get blunt wraps. I'm just guessing, right? And uh, they go in. She goes in. Kelton goes, you know what? I'm out of here. Takes off with the car. Kelton then, listen to this. Not only does he steal this woman's car that he's out on this date with, he then uses the car. This is player stuff here. This is strong pimp hand stuff here. Then takes the car, picks up another date, and takes her to the movies. Wow. Wow. Takes her to the drive-in. In a car he just stole from a woman he was out on a date with. Dude, the balls of that. You know you're going to get caught. There's no getting away with this. I'm saying not only from like, you know that chick's going to find out and be pissed at you and break up with you, but you know the cops are going to find you. Like, this does not seem like a very well thought out plan. She tried to find this dude, the, the woman he left at the gas station, tried to find him via social media and he blocked all of her accounts. So she couldn't like reach out to him. And I know you're thinking, well, just text. Dude, this is the way young people communicate now. Like, there are multiple people who I talk to every day who don't have my phone. I, there's a matter of fact, there's a woman who I had sex with not that long ago who we speak all the time. She does not know my phone number and I don't know hers. Well, and certainly you can ignore it. You know what I mean? If, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're ballsy enough to steal someone's car out from underneath their nose, you're, you're not going to be like, well, man, boy, I got to get back to I this bet, text message as I, soon as humanly possible. I better answer this message. Right. right. So he had blocked her on that. So then she contacted her family, let them know, hey, just dude, this guy was just on a date with, wow. just stole my car. Wow. He also, this the other woman he picked up is his god sister. And he went on a date with her. Mm, sounds a little dicey there, but. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what god sisters are. I don't know what god relationships are. I what, is the, what is that relationship? Like, is, are you, you my godfather's daughter? In that world, you'd make me my god sister? I don't know. I, I have zero. Clue. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. It was her god sister. This is somebody uh, who's like, and then that person texted her and said, look, he's on his way to pick me up. We're going to the local drive-in. Wow. She texted her again, and then obviously the police showed up. He was taken into custody, and police charged him with theft of property, which I would think would also, a theft of property, there's, there's one that's like set aside for car theft, right? I, yeah, I mean, Grand Theft Auto, right? Exactly right. So, like, I'm surprised that's not the charge. Do you have to strong arm somebody? Does that have to be like, you know, you use the gun to get somebody out of their car to be, G- to be GTA? And this was just like, yo, you already had the keys. You know what I mean? Like, like, Maybe. I've done a lot of crappy things on dates. I've never done that. 
I've lied about something about getting a call. Let's leave this restaurant. I got to get out of here. Um, I've I have all right. I have done this while arguing. Oh my god! Just let me out of the car. Get out. And I left her there. I did. That's something as a forty-two-year-old man I would never do. But at twenty-two, I had had enough. I had you gamble too much, you drink too much, you hang out with your loser friends too much. Oh my god! Oh my god! You just gamble and drink too much. And then she, it, it, like, she just got to the point. She's like, "Fine, if we're just gonna argue all night, just let me out." I let her out. For all I know, she's still there. I don't care. No, I don't. Like, dude, I'm that guy, dude. You can push me, push me, push me, push me. But once I'm an inch too far, I'm too far, and I'm never coming back. It's just the way I am. I can be pushed to extreme limits, but once it is too far, then I am done 100%. I feel bad. I should probably go back and look for her. You probably should. It was like 25 years ago. Let's go back and look. Maybe she's still there. Cup in her hand. Maybe Kelton will swing by in a stolen car, pick her up, take her to the drive-in of all places in a stolen car. Good God. We have Skinner tickets. Let's pass those out. That show's July 27th. Blossom, let's get you hooked up right now. Call her 25, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be back with more Sansbury Show. Guys, hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Again, online for you right now is... HBO's new trailer for HBO's Hard Knocks, all about the Cleveland Browns. I believe that show starts August 7th, HBO, but you can get a look ahead at the trailer right now at WRQK.com. I read this, and um, we didn't talk about this when this happened, and um, I wanted to see how it shaked out. Shook out, I should say. But the other day, a, uh, a young man from Cleveland had been let go. He was working at a fast food restaurant. It's not important which one. But he had been working uh, along West 117th Street, where I used to live. And a cop came in. And he had made a statement along the lines that, I don't serve cops. Cop got mad, left. Next thing you know, this kid's out of work. Right? Now, at first listen or first report, I was with the business. Well, dude, you can't do that. Like... You know what I mean? If the business owner, if a CEO wants to make whatever, but if you're just working there, you don't get to make those kind of decisions. You do what you do what you're told to do. Yeah, I mean, you can certainly be fired for not obeying the orders of of the chain of command there. So yeah, 100, percent you can be fired. I I I, I guess it would be a terrible business protocol to be like, you know what, I'm not serving cops. But you're right, that's not what this establishment does. So you're fired. Yeah, exactly right. So Tay Brown now is is the guy's name. He's saying, look, this is a a huge misunderstanding and that I wasn't really not going to serve a cop. He said, I just made a joke. He says, I don't serve cops anyway. And apparently he's like, before I could get anything else out of my mouth, he, the cop was screaming at him. I'm not going to give you guys my business. He said, I woke up the next morning from a phone call from my boss and I was fired. And yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's a dude. Here's the thing. Could I see this being a joke? Could I see this being a pretty common joke somebody in this position does when they see a police officer come in? Yeah, I can maybe see that, right? However, given the environment, and the environment is over the last three years, cops are evil, the public's great, and all cops are terrible. That's been the narrative that they feel like that's how people feel. So I don't know if he was really open to that joke from a stranger. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't know you from Adam. He doesn't know you're kidding. And there's a way you can tell, as a guy who does it, there's a way you can tell a joke to where people know you're joking for sure. And there's also a way to say something where it's like, was he kidding? Was he not? And that where you still have the plausible deniability that you were joking. Now, I don't know. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear the tone. I don't know this. Truth to the statements of there's always a, a vein of truth in every joke. Um, I, 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 I want to stay away from words like always, but I will say that 90% of the time, I think that that's probably pretty true. So at the very yeah. least, when he made that More joke, often than not, yeah. it was meant as a disrespect to the officer. Now, how much disrespect or what, what, to what extent did he mean it? But it was the purpose of the joke there was to be like, I don't like cops enough to the point where I don't serve them. Right. Yeah. So like at that point right there. Whatever you're joking about, and you can, I don't want to say hide behind saying, well, I'm just joking, but like, whatever you're joking about, whatever you say at your place of business, I can't make like a, and I mean, not that this should be joked about, but I can't make like a, like a rape joke or a cancer joke or something like that. You're going to, I'm going to get fired 100%. My boss is going to be like, what are you doing, dude? People don't think that's funny. People, that's, you don't have a sense of humor about that. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, well, that's a shift. I mean, that, that, that wasn't always true, but it's definitely true right now. Um, I, 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 yeah, I just think the manager and, and the, the person who runs the store, runs the business and, you know, district manager, whatever, they're all going to say the same thing to you. You were joking. That's great. But you're at work. This isn't a place to screw around. You know what I mean? They're going to lean back on old adages. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. You know what I mean? And it's going to be one of those where it's going to be like, dude, this isn't the place to joke around. Serve the damn food. I, I, don't, I don't understand. And I, I mean, I guess you're trying to establish yourself as funny or likable or, or whatever, you know, somebody that, that that's good to work with. But like sometimes I just don't understand people's mindset when it comes to I'm going to make this joke in a professional environment where it's like, dude, OK, it's a fine joke in a living room situation or bar situation or, 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 or with, you know, people that are, you know, not your coworkers, but like as soon as I get into a a professional situation like a meeting or something, I am so much rather I'll just be quiet and then there's not going to be an issue. You almost go into zero personality mode. I, because I don't want to get involved in something wrong. It's like, dude, it's easier just to shut up right now. It yeah, really is. I, I know what you mean. There have been times, though, where that has come off as you being standoffish and a dick in a meeting. Where that, where people have reached out to me and say, what is his problem? And I always say, it's not that he has a problem. He just wants the meeting over faster. I just, right. I just, I, I want to, I want to stay out of trouble. I don't want to like, it doesn't always it, come off the way you think, it, it, but, but, but the gain of like, oh boy, I'm going to lay, I'm going to, I'm going to put this joke out here in a sexual context at work. And no, just, that's dumb. I'm just like, what are, what are no, you there's a middle ground, thinking? Like, yeah. what are you doing? There, there's a middle ground. As a matter of fact, I heard somebody the other day in the hallway here make sort of like a, not, I don't want to say it's sexual but it was definitely in that neighborhood and for me it wouldn't have been alarming at all but there was i am aware of what the social and corporate environment these days is and i was like oh bro that's probably not going to go real great for you i'm going to err on the side of caution and things like that yeah like i have a platform where i get to say whatever i want and it gets broadcast out to the world why on earth am i just gonna just gonna be like oh well yeah but i can get an oral sex joke in here but it's not really a joke and i'm just joking and it's not that big of a deal and it's like dude why even set yourself up for what this is gonna be see that stops tweets for me a lot Oh yeah, dude! It all stops. The time. Tw- it stops tweets for me all the time because I'll think of something and be like, "Oh, that's great." And then there's then I always think to myself, "Why would you give this away at eight thirty at night on Tuesday night? You got a show to do tomorrow, right? Why are you giving away content for nothing?" 
told it, and that way your tone actually comes out in your voice, and people go, oh, okay, Stansbury's obviously kidding about that. Where people take things in print, that's the problem, This I've been saying this about Twitter, is that people take things in print as literal. Very rarely do people look at those timelines and put it through like a sarcasm filter. It's always like, no, you really mean this. Now, I do think the cop was bringing some personal experience into this, and he got mad maybe a little too quickly. And it's because this cop was the guy who was driving the car that showed up to the scene where Tamir Rice was shot. And so you got to wonder, did the cop maybe think that this kid behind this counter knew that? and was saying that, and was making him pay for that. And I got to wonder, I got to imagine that that was part of it. And what I would say is, is I think it's very unlikely people remember the names of people like that and stories like that. But if you're that cop and you've dealt with it for years since after it happened and people were outside your house protesting and people are harassing your wife and kids and things like that, I mean, dude, it's probably real for you on a level that's not real for us. And so I think maybe he was bringing in his own experiences with that and maybe overreacted just a little too quickly. However, err on the side of caution. You're an employee. You're working for a national chain. Yes, sir. No, sir. Your order's in the bag, sir. Move forward. Or, ma'am, I don't care who it is, who's ordering, whatever. But that's the way you should operate. Your place of business is not a place to screw around. Your boss is not going to have a sense of humor. Your boss is in it to do what? What do I always say? Your boss is in the money-making business. They're there to turn a profit. Nobody goes into business looking to break even. We all want to make money. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream. Yo, guys, Fantone from The Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I know everybody was waiting with bated breath, so I have linked that fan-made kiss documentary I watched last night on YouTube. I have linked it to WRQK.com. So now everybody can enjoy it. So was this just this dude's opinion on Kiss? It wasn't even like, hey, here's new groundbreaking footage you've never well, seen before? There were, actually, there was quite a bit of footage and photos that I had not seen before, and I'm a huge fan, so that is saying something. And there was information in there that I did not know, where I was like, oh, I never knew that, or I didn't know that. Now, a lot of it I did, but there were like three separate things where I was like, oh, I didn't know that. It's funny how the internet, and I know we complain about it all the time, but we're like, about to right here. One of the things that I've really seen on the internet is once upon a time, I thought I was good at something or knew a lot about something, and it's like, dude, there are people out there who, 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 you know, nerds, right, right, right. Like in my mind, I was like, like what you don't know about wrestling, right. I bet would fill the Grand Canyon, right. right? I thought I was like, well, dude, I know a lot, and then. Yeah. You start talking to the real nerds out there, dude, and you're just not even in the same realm. Not even close. But I've been blasting Twitter and social media for months, years even. And by the way, I'm right. And I'll give you an example from just this morning. Just the last topic of conversation that was on the program. We're talking about that kid fired in Cleveland, right? Because he wouldn't serve that cop. Yeah. Twitter hits me up and says, just so you know. They fired him because he knew that cop was part of the Tamir Rice response team, and that's why I didn't serve him. The guy sends me an article to prove me wrong. 
In the article the guy sent me to prove me wrong, it says the teen did not know the cop's connection to Tamir Rice. The article the guy sent to, to prove me wrong says he did not know. The, so people do this what I'm saying. People just send you the article and say, you're wrong, and they, didn't, they themselves didn't read it. That teenager just knew that was the cop who was driving the car? I didn't know that cop's name. Come on, come on. Come on. You Fantos- just identified him by face? That's come the on guy now. driving the car. Fantos said to me during the break, he goes, what's the name of the cop who pulled the trigger? What does he look like? like? You don't know. I don't know. You don't I, don't know. I don't remember that. So it's like, if, so you see what I'm saying? That stuff? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not. This is I, what I always say is everybody's looking for the gotcha moment. So let me tell you how Twitter got myself me in trouble yesterday. Got right. myself in trouble yesterday. And I'm rolling my eyes at that word trouble because it's basically just a couple of douchebags who still live with their mother. And yesterday the show's over. Both our phones ring. Fantone and I were involved in a group text. This man sent he and I both this message. Yo, getting word Josh Gordon failed this drug test. I'll know more a little bit later. I'm going to keep you in the loop. Okay. So I tweet out, a source just texted me and told me Josh Gordon has failed the drug test. Now, at first I was told this was a separate incident, and then we found out, no, it wasn't. Apparently there were rumors going around that he had failed a drug test and had been with a hooker, and the Browns had said, no, 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 this didn't happen. Okay? I thought they were separate incidents, and I had said that, and that was my mistake. I was guilty of tweeting out this information before I had read it fully. That's my mistake. Okay? Then what happened was Twitter went ape crazy. It went bananas. It went to, I'm a liar. I'm lying for ratings. You have a crappy radio show, and if you didn't, you wouldn't have to lie for ratings. Guys, now the smart people out there, I feel terrible for you having to suffer through this. Because you're smart, and you go, well, yeah, why would... At the end of the day, if you just continue to make things up and you lie, sooner or later people go... Oh, dude, that's untrustworthy. I can't trust him. I don't believe this. The number one compliment we get is people go, dude, I always feel like I can believe you mean what you say. Like, I believe you. Like, because you are authentic. I would not trade that for the Cleveland Browns. Ever. Ever would I trade that for the Cleveland Browns. Moreover, if I would, I would trade it for content in here. Not for a tweet. I got like 7,100 Twitter followers. My Twitter following isn't even all that large, at Sansbury Show, by the way, and it's because I don't care about it. As a matter of fact, if my boss, I was two years ago, I was like, dude, I'm deleting my Twitter, and my boss begged me not to. Please don't. We need it. Don't do that. It's the only reason that's still there. The only reason that social media and me interact as much as I do. It's because my boss wants me on it. I would not be doing this. But there's this kid now who's convinced, who lives here, well, Akron, who's convinced that I'm like lying. And he goes, so are you going to out your source of just come through them for defamation? No, I will never out my source ever because that's how they stay sources. I saw this yesterday too. Fans now have sources. Well, I love this. When you want to knock me on one level, I'm the big bad media. Oh, the media, the media, the media. And then when you want to discredit something I have from a source, then you want to call me a fan. So which is it, fanboy? Am I the big bad media that's beating up on you, ruining everything, or am I a fan? I'm a fan? I'm the guy who constantly tells you. I got, caught, I got accused of not being a fan because I was the guy all year telling you LeBron James is leaving. You're not a real fan. You think he's going to leave. And what did I say? 
I'm a real fan. But when at 6 a.m., when that mic light goes on, I got to check my fandom at the door. I can't be a fanboy in here. You got plenty of that's what 92.3's for. That's what that station's for. For fanboys to blow smoke up your A to tell you how everything's going to be great. I'm not that guy. That's not what I do. Now, you can think my source is wrong. You can think I'm wrong for believing my source. That's fine. Accusing me of lying is a whole other ballgame, and that's where I draw the line. Because it does not happen. Phantom was a part of this group text message yesterday, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, Phantom. Okay. Is the guy I'm listing as a source tied in and does know inside information on Cleveland sports? Reputable, yes. Yes. Now, should be pointed out, I'm going to give Fantone a little credit here yesterday. He said to me, he goes, you got to remember, dude, remember a couple of months ago, there was that thing he thought was going to be going to be happening, and it ended up not happening. He's like, this, maybe this is one of those. And I said to Fantone, uh, dude, that was, you're showing me one example of a guy who routinely has given me information that's always been right. And I went with, now, this is what I don't understand. The vitriol. If you think my source is wrong, that's one thing. That's okay. I'm not, for the record, I have never once said he's right, ever. I never once said, I guarantee you this is true. I guarantee, I stake my claim, I stake my reputation on this. Never. All I was doing was saying, hey, I just heard this. You might find it interesting. By putting it out there, were you giving it at least some level of credibility? Because, I mean, some crazy person could come up to you and say, hey, the world's flat, and you're going to be like, well, I'm not putting it out there. I'm not because of that person. I did decide to run with this because of my connection to this person, because I know this person to be tied in. And I mean in, all the way in. This dude knows everyone. Yeah, everyone very, very well connected within the Cleveland Browns organization for sure, for For sure, sure. for sure. And yet people were angry with me as if I was saying this is 100 percent true. There's no way it's false. And that's not what I said. You're also getting angry with me on a level. Like I said, I know this to be true. I said I was hearing the rumor is. Now, this is, you know, I'm devil's gonna, I'm a devil's advocate this one for you here, but like, if this was another situation and this wasn't you, if this was a news organization talking about something, or if this was, wouldn't this just be fake news? And wouldn't you be saying, like, why on earth would you go with that story when you don't know it to be fact? Run it by me one more time. Uh, I mean, aren't you fake news now? You know what I'm Am saying? Am I fake news? You didn't. You didn't do the. You didn't verify. You didn't put any more effort into like finding out whether it happened no. or not. No, no, so no. Like, no, no, no. I, I disagree because I think if I would have said Josh Gordon has failed a drug test, this has happened, and I made the statement that it happened. That's fake news. That's reporting something you don't know to be true. First of all, I didn't report anything. People need a dictionary. I didn't report anything. I said, here's a rumor I've heard that somebody told me who I believe, who I trust. And everybody said this to me yesterday. If there was anything into this, more and more information would be coming out. I disagree. I think, honestly, the fact that it's been so quiet about it is the fact that it's probably more likely to be true. That they're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do right now? What are we going to do with this? There's also you can appeal and maybe maybe waiting for another test to be taken to figure this out. It should also be pointed out that the rumor is that it was not THC. That it was not TH, that it was not marijuana, which makes me believe it even more. You're talking about a guy who was out of the league for how long? Like, could I maybe believe that a guy was taking a body supplement that was on the banned list trying to get his body in the best humanly shape possible so he could play the game? Yes.
Do I know it happened? No. Do you believe it happened at this point? I mean, where do you stand? Like, is it? uh, This is where I stand on Josh Gordon. I, your past behavior will depict future thought. Meaning, dude, you've been busted how many times? So when I hear you've been busted again, I don't give you the benefit of the doubt. No, I don't. Because your previous behavior. Now, I know what people are going to say. He went to rehab, cleaned himself up. That's fine. That was how long ago. You need to give me X amount of years in at being that guy before I judge you as that guy. We've seen this before where he had failed the drug test, then got the DUI. We've seen it before is all I'm saying. And here's ultimately why you're really, really angry with me. It's because you're terrified the information is true. Because you know Josh Gordon is one of the only reasons why anybody is thinking you can win six games. Which, by the way, that number is too high. But that's why you think you can win six games. Because the freak athlete that Josh Gordon is. It's not because you believe Tyrod Taylor's a world beater. It's because you think Josh Gordon's a next level wide receiver. Which he is Now, I know this information did start to come out about a week, about, I think it was two and a half, three weeks ago. And the Browns kind of like hush-hushed it. They denied it. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to wait until the appeal process until they come out and say what's happening here. I don't necessarily think because no, because Adam Schefter wasn't tweeting about this yesterday that it means it didn't happen. I don't buy that. Adam Schefter can project on like, hey, the rumor is this trade's going to happen. But they cannot project and they cannot say this may be happening about a character issue. They can't do that. They cannot do that. But I will never give you the name of the source because then he will never be a source ever again. And I want sources. I want, and for you, and again, people are like, fan sources. You got to remember, dude, I worked in the Cleveland market 10 plus years. I also worked game day operations when we were the flagship station for the Cleveland Browns for 10 plus years. To not think that I know people tied into that organization is honestly laughable. It's hysterical, really, at the end of the day. That's where I made my bones. That's why I have this job is because of how well it did in Cleveland. That's why, dude, that's why I didn't have to apply for this job. That's why I was sitting on the couch watching cartoons and my phone rang, dragooning me to come down here to take this position. That's why. Because of how tied in I was. Because of how well it had done. So you can think the source is wrong. I'm not sure the source is right. But the vitriol that Twitter has is disgusting. And at the end of the day, I was just trying to pass out some information that a credible person gave to me, and I tried to give it to you, but you're soft, Twitter. You're soft, and you can't handle it. And you're such a fanboy, and you're so weird. Your precious little football team isn't going to be any good because a guy who's let you down twice before might let you down again. I don't know if he did it or not. I don't know if he failed the test or not. But what I do know now is I will never, not one more time ever, give you information that is not 100% verified ever again. Because social media has emboldened losers to just scream from the cheap seats. Shut up, 500 section. The rest of us are in 125 trying to pay attention to the game. Tailgate in the parking lot with the rest of the fanboys, loser. Some of us are trying to get things done. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Another reminder, Fantone will be at Kia of Alliance this Saturday, 11 to 1. Stop out there, win some concert tickets with Fantone. Also, Friday night, he'll be wrestling with OCW at Busbin. 
That show starts 7 o'clock Friday night at Buzzman. Yeah, tickets, um, they are uh, still on sale at ocwrestling.net, um, but don't wait long. I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to come up and buy them day of. You can try, but I'm just telling you, if you want to get into this, make sure you get your tickets soon. I know people. I think I'm going to be able to get in. Yeah, I think you'll be okay. I'm just saying the general public out there. I don't want you guys to get, you know, locked out. No, no, no. We want you there. That's going to be a good night. I'm excited, man. I am. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. Um, This is just one of those bucket list things, and when the opportunity presented itself... I hemmed and hawed about it for a minute. Have but you I was, always wanted to wrestle? Um, is it something that like I was like, dude, when I grow up, I'm gonna be a pro wrestler. I was like, nah, dude, that looks like a lot of hard work. It yeah. looks like a lot of pain. It looks like a lot of effort. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. A lot of but the fact that, but the fact that you know, it it, it became presented to myself like I, it, it's like being in a band. Like, did I ever think I was gonna be like you know the lead singer of a band? No, but you always kind of had that thought. You always kind of had that like, what if I was the quarterback for the Browns? What would that oh, be like? Oh, really? No, yeah. see, yeah, no, no, no. When I was growing up. I was like, yeah, maybe, it, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll be a rock star, right? right? And it was like one of those things, you don't play an instrument, so no, you probably won't. And I was like, well, I can't sing. Like, I, I have a hard time with fantasy like that. Right. Like, I can't, like, I can think to myself, like, well, I could learn to play the drum, so maybe I'll be Kiss's drummer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Peter sucks anyway. Maybe I'll be the drummer. And so, but I know I can't sing, so I never like f- like fashioned myself as like a singer. I mean, I, I I knew I was never going to be. I have the problem with porn too. Like if the chick's too hot, I'm like <laughs> nah, I could never, could never do it. it. That's why I like amateur porn. Nikki Benz ain't coming to my house. She's I know not. that. She's not. I know that. Jaden James ain't coming to my house. She's not. But that's six from Alliance Wood. And the, so I do the that. Alliance six. The rest of the world four, but it's an Alliance six. That's good. That's uh. I feel like I can get one of those. You can. That's better than this guy right here. Wait, you hear this? Okay. We have a pretty simple rule with sex on the Sansbury show. We have a very simple rule with sex. Two consenting adults. That's it. Twelve consenting adults. I don't care. You're right. Do what you want. Just give me two consenting adults that are that want to be with one another. Yeah. Two men, two women, one man, one woman. I don't care. Bang it out. Have sex with ever who you want. I'm not going to judge. I have slept with women who look like men. What do I care if you sleep with a man? What do I care? I don't care at all. Marry each other. I don't care. Be happy. Be miserable. Do Whatever, your thing. Yeah. I don't really care. But that's our rule. And if you think about it, that gives you a wide playing field. And honestly, we should be able to all keep our penises within that playing field. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when it's that wide and broad and it's just consenting adults, then good God, obey the rules, people. No, Daniel, Raymond, Webb, Jackson. Jesus, right. anytime you got four names, you're in trouble. <laughs> Anytime you got four names, that's trouble. A lot of names. 31 has been put in jail for 10 months, also fined about $500 after he was caught having sex with an animal. Uh, He, uh, out of New New South Wales, pleaded not guilty and justified trying to sleep with a horse. He had been caught, by the way, Uh. because a trainer caught him on like a closed caption TV service. They had like put cameras up, you know, to view the horses and the like, and they had watched this guy bang this horse. Which, by the way, if you stumble across a video like that online, don't watch it. Do not watch it. No, honestly, watching bestiality porn on online will get you in trouble. You're not allowed to do that. Yes, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Yes, watching child pornography is a bad idea, dude. Yes, and, and much like your parents, you want them to be mad, not disappointed, right? Dick Goddard's just going to look at you and be disappointed, and then you're going to feel like a turd of a human being. You're going to hate it. This guy had sex with a horse. Now, he pleaded not guilty in the courtroom, okay? Now, what makes this interesting is he's not denying he slept with the horse. Okay. Now, if you plead not guilty, I take that to mean I did not do this. Yeah. No contest is normally like, 
well, I did it, but here's this. Yeah, that's admitting to the facts, not necessarily admitting to guilt there. Exactly right. Like, yes, this is this, but you're not mentioning okay. this, which maybe that. Right? But he pleaded not guilty to having sex with a horse. And he says, this is a big misunderstanding. You don't know what's happening here. The closed caption TV footage of me sleeping with the horse doesn't show you everything. So I'm, I, I did it, but I'm not guilty. I'd love to know how. Well, let's take a sip. He uh, he claims that because the horse dipped his head down and smelled his balls, <laughs> like kind of uh, smelled the crotch region, uh, and then he claims the horse winked at him, uh, meaning this is the argument he wanted it. The horse wanted it. Geez. The horse wanted it. Couldn't take it anymore. Had to have it. Uh, there's no there's no sexual consent of animals. I'm have sorry. You ever seen the undercarriage of a horse? I have. Why are they going to think your penis is what they want? Right, 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 right. Like what you're used to and all of a sudden what you are offering, that's a, that's quite a quite a gap there. That's a yes, a huge, huge, huge gap. I um there's no there's no consent here. There is no like there's no way an animal can give you permission to have sex with it. I'm sorry, go to jail. Has the thought of banging an animal ever crossed your mind? It never has, dude. I don't think I've ever looked at an animal and been like, boy, what a sexual being that is. Like, there's a, there's a separation there. As far as I've gotten with it has been, I can't believe people bang those things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, every once in a while, I'll look at it and be like, what is it? Like, because it must be something, right? So I just, every once in a while, I'll just look at something and be like, I don't see it. I don't. I, I, you know, I don't get it. But like, there must be something to it. Yeah, I mean, it's not new behavior. It's obviously deviant behavior. Um, I, that once again, though, it, to me, it just goes back to consent. Your animal can't consent to that, dude. There's, there's, they, they, they there, there's no, there's, there's no partnership there. You can't. Oh well, the horse winked at me. What are you talking about, dude? The horse doesn't know what's going on. No, that's you wanting the horse to be having winked at you. Right, where you can justify it, where you can feel like there's something there, dude. There's there's a million different things you can bang people, but just keep the animals out of it. Give me a few. Just give me keep a, the animals give, out give of me, it. Give me like, a dude, we've talked about it in the past. There's dudes banging their cars. There's dudes banging picnic tables. People are, people are having sex with inanimate objects all the time, and that's fine, dude. Do whatever you want with your life. But, dude, keep, keep, keep your penis away from animals. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. 100%. All right. We got to extend here a little no, bit. No, we don't. No. Yeah, Close no. it. End it. No, we do. Okay. And, uh, dude, I want an answer. You can't, like, cop out. Okay. Gun to your head. Oh. Pick a member of the animal kingdom. Oh, no. What are we doing? No, yeah. Dude? No, I need what, it. What, what, what are we doing? No, I need it. Something that can't kill me, I guess, is the best answer oh. I can give you is something that's not going to turn around and bite my face off. But, like, what, come on. Dude, we don't have to do this. We I don't. want something dainty. We like don't. A, we I want something stop. dainty. Like, stop. like, dude, like a stop. water bird, I bet, could take it. Stop. Like a pelican. I bet a pelican's graceful while taking it, right? Probably nice. Just throw things in the gullet. Keeps letting you hit it. Stop. Stop. You I want think, me to hit the dump button? I think, I think we're all right. I think, yeah, dude, I'm banging pelicans. That's the way that's going today. After dude. I don't know where I find a pelican in Ohio, but I'm on it. I don't even know if I have the right bird. Do I even know if I have the right thing or not? More Sandsbury Show is right around the corner. Uh, 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 uh. We always give you the here's information that legalizing weeds not ruining stuff. There's actually something that does kind of fly in my face of this. And so I want to be fair to it. I want to be fair and give out all the information I possibly can. So we'll look at this study out of the University of Oregon where weed is legal. We'll look at that next on Rock 106.9.
boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. You can find Fantone this Saturday, 11 to 1, as he'll be at Key of Alliance hooking you up with concert tickets. And this afternoon, actually, you can find me yet again uh, on your radio as I'm going to join my good buddy, my first boss in the business ever, Mark Munch Bishop. His show airs weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. He's doing a little Stark County roundtable and uh, at 5 o'clock on his program this afternoon, and he asked me to be a part of it, and I said, absolutely. I'm honored to be a part of it. So I will, uh, I will head up and do Munch's show in the 5 o'clock hour this afternoon, Fox Sports 1350. You can check that out. Again, tomorrow night, join us at BuzzBin, though, as Fantone will be, uh, well, he'll be going off the top rope. As you're going to wrestle with the OCW tomorrow night, Team Fantone versus Team Juice Jennings. Counter Strike is what they call themselves. Okay, bunch of jabronis is more like it. I like it, uh, dude. I don't know if I'm going off the top rope. I started working some top rope stuff earlier this week at Spinebuster University. Graceful. I'm not real graceful, you're dude. Not. I'm not, dude. I'm not. I'm not. You look like Bernie Kosar running. I'm, I'm. 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 I'm not exactly. You know, but I. I tried some top rope stuff. I don't know, dude. It's a high risk, high reward situation. Does it hurt the knees real bad? Oh yeah, man, dude. And I know people who go, dude, it's all fake. Well, wow, I mean, well, but no, coming down off that top rope, dude. That's tough, dude. That's there's a tough. difference between scripted and fake. There's a there's there's a lot of things that can go wrong when you're coming off the top rope there. So uh, it's high risk, high reward. Who knows? Maybe a moonsault, but we'll see. We here at the Stansbury Show believe marijuana should be legal. Fantone yeah. has made this point, and I think smartly since the beginning of this program, that recreational marijuana is well within the bounds of what we let grown-ups do. And I remember the first time I heard you say that, I was like, dude, that's really smart, because it is. Like, today, you could go jump out of an airplane. Mm-hmm. Now, all you got to do to jump out of that airplane is take a class, they put the chute on you, and I believe the guy like straps onto your back, so he's doing a lot of it. Right. But you can throw yourself out of an airplane. Right. If that chute doesn't open... You die. You're, if I smoke three joints today, I'm not going to die. You're allowed to ride a motorcycle without a helmet on. In and Ohio, like, you can, yes. Go go ahead. This is America. If that's what you want to do, that's what you're going to do. If, if, if cigarettes are legal and alcohol is legal, why what, Why are we talking about with weed? I want to be careful with alcohol because it's a lot of our business. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and just full disclosure, it has a lot to do with our business. Right? But... As a guy who has partaken in both these things, I never... Here's here's a good way to sum it up. I never wake up Sunday morning and have to apologize for what we did or what we'd allowed me to do. It's still me. I'm not, I can't blame the alcohol. Right. But I never have to wake up Sunday and apologize for text messages I sent out while I was stoned. Ever. I never feel like I have to apologize for my behavior while I was high. More is like you have to apologize for the text messages you didn't send. Like, yo, bro, I sent you six text messages last night. Why didn't you get back at me? I'm like, oh, dude, that's pretty high. Sorry. Because Cheetos are good, bro. Thought I pressed send. Thought I did. So I just don't understand America's holdup on this. And then we see Colorado, they pass it. And then, dude, they make so much money, they're sending tax money back to the constituents. We've seen now in Colorado, they're also taking some of the profits and they're housing homeless veterans with the money. What a smart idea. Um, we've seen benefits in other areas. National legalization is just a matter of time, if you ask me. And I've said this before, and I will say this again. It is the key to the guarantee of the reelection of President Trump, dude. If I were him, I would dude, I'd be behind the scenes, would just be like, dude, we got to get weed legal. Man, we got to legalize this weed. Then I get all the credit in the world. For a guy who likes to take credit on a lot of things, that would be something he <sighs> could take. Me, serious, yeah, he could take some serious credit for. That. I agree. 
But people who are worried about marijuana legalization always say, well, it's more people are going to smoke weed. And I have always used this analogy. Do you think if we legalize prostitution tomorrow, more women who don't want to be prostitutes are just going to be prostitutes because they can? No. No. So why would people who aren't weed smokers just be like, you know what, let's let, let's be stoners today? I guess let's look at this from though like a big picture, small picture. Tomorrow, are there more people who are going to do it? No, but big picture, if I take a step back far enough, it becomes destigmatized. People are less concerned about it. Maybe I should try to be a hooker. You know what? Never thought about that before, but now that that's not like, oh my gosh, a hooker. Could the end result lead to yeah. more? Yeah, I, I don't want to be so rigid where I say, no, that's an right. impossibility. I don't want to be that rigid. So the University of Oregon looked into this. Now, they have legalized weed now. Now, when I was there, they had grow licenses, and you could be a caretaker, you could grow, you could get a license, but you could supply for you know other people, this and that, but legalization was not there yet. Right. I went back after legalization hit Oregon, and where I lived, the money was flowing like the Rogue River. I had, dude, I couldn't even recognize the town. And it was three years. And I couldn't even recognize the town because of all of the flux of money that came in and the entire town's built up. There's now breweries there. There's now all kinds of stuff because there's weed money. I, um, I was living in Michigan when medical became legal. And within three months of it happening, there was just like seven different new businesses just within like a mile of where I live dealing with it. And that's just medical. If we're talking full legalization, you have to multiply that by 10. You know what I mean? Like at that point, it's just compounded. So the university of Oregon looked into this and sure enough, college students are smoking more marijuana in the state of Oregon after legalizing marijuana. But here's why I don't care about the increase. Because I don't believe it to be a negative. I don't know how a nation full of people that go home after work, drink six beers, get behind the wheel of a car from the corner bar, drive home, are going to look down their nose at somebody rolling a joint in their house. Where on earth? Why do why do you think you get to look down your nose at this? I don't understand it. If you drink to get, like the amount of, I see this so many times every day. I wonder, I see this meme every day. Do you think my beer in the fridge is at home wishing I was with it the way I wish I was with my beer right now? And I always think to myself, your boss thinks you're an idiot when he sees that. Just so you know. I think you're an idiot when I see that. Just so you know. So if that's okay for you to be so desperate to get off work so you can slam beers, why is a joint a problem? Right. I mean, when 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 how how many times is like, oh, I drink wine, the punchline for women nowadays. So it's like, yeah, it's it, it, it's on the same playing field there. Um, I think I, I, I almost want to poke a hole in this entire thing because okay. it's like. Is it this point that college students are just like, oh, dude, weed's legal? When they ask me about this, I'm not worried about lying anymore. Like, I, I, of course I'll say, yes, I do it. Because Not afraid of what your answer would have been. Right. Your answer's not different. You're not afraid of what your answer. Yeah, I think so. Right. I really do. Here's the other thing. Having lived in Oregon, where some of the best weed in the world comes from, by the way, I mean, amazing. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Where? When I first moved there, I lived in a small little town right over the California border. It's called Grants Pass. Right far away from Eugene where, where the U of O is. A couple hours away from Eugene. And my brother and I pulled into town first night in town. And we went to this bar called the Wonder Bar. They call it the Blur because the drinks are really strong. The Blur. 
And we're walking, we parked the car, we're walking across the street. And there was, I'm not, this is not hyperbole, I'm telling you the truth. There were 15 people standing in front of a bar smoking joints. And I said to them, I was like, you guys aren't worried about this? And they said to me, you must be new in town. They're like, dude, this is Oregon, bro. This is just the way we live. This different life out here, man. And I remember thinking, God, I hope I live here forever. (laughs) I hope I live here forever. I mean, it was, it was a very casual take. Now, since legalization has happened, they've actually cleaned a lot of that up. You don't see as as much of that in front of the bars anymore because you don't have to. People don't have to hide anymore. And so, like, that's, it's a very... They've actually started to clean some of that up because they know people. there are people out there that don't want that. And so now they're getting more strict about that kind of stuff because they're like, look, you're allowed to do this now. Go to your living room. Don't do this in front of bars anymore. They've actually cleaned it up because of the legalization. I've made that argument with prostitution, too. It's actually going to clean up the industry and we'll get better and stronger as a community with it. You keep denying it because you, for some reason, America, and I've said this forever, America needs a vice awakening right now. If you drink six beers after work and look down your nose at a weed smoker, you, sir, are an idiot. Final hour of the program starts next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Fantone will be wrestling. Buzzbin tomorrow night. Show starts at 7 o'clock. Fantone's the main event. I don't know how that happened, but he's the, <laughs> <laughs> he the main event. And uh, I still think your name should be Matt Main Event Phantom. You know, if 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 the wrestling gods, you know, smile down upon me and I decide to further my career, maybe I'll roll with it. But tomorrow night, I'm just some dude who's getting to live his dream, and my dream is to shut Juice <laughs> Jennings up, punch the dude in the mouth, let's call and it score an ex- the one, two, three. Let's call it an experience, not a career. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Okay. If you're gonna further your wrestling experience. Okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna continue this, but uh dude, it uh it's exciting, man. I really am I really am excited, and I really do hope that people show up for this. All the pressure's on Juice Jennings. Yeah. Because yeah. he does this seriously, if I'm going to say that, uh, at where this is your first time. If you beat this dude up, that's a bad look. Like, how does he wrestle again? Well, it's a six-man tag team match oh. here, so there's going to be a lot of moving pieces parts. It's uh, Juice Jennings and Warhorse. I call them the Juice Extractors, um, but oh. they're, they're, they're going to be on one side of the ring. And Team Fantone is obviously myself, uh, Dark Star Matt Taylor, and no shame, Jimmy Shane. Plenty of shame to go around there. I always say, plenty of shame to go around there. He just hasn't figured it out yet. There's plenty. I talk about this a lot where I feel like I am um, I'm open to more tragedy than I realize because I have this thing that I believe a lot of us have where I'm just egotistically American. Where I'm like, ah, you know what? Life's good here. I'm going to be fine. Ah, the bad things happen to other people. Never happen to me. Yeah. And we all, everyone's guilty of it. We are. I, I have that egotistical American thing in me where I'm just like, I'll, I'll be fine. Somebody else will struggle. I'll be okay. And I think it's by necessity. I mean, you can realize that the world's, you know, a messed up place or the messed up things are going to happen. But instead of like standing around worrying about everything all the time, you just have to lull yourself and do a sense of security. You know what? That actually brings up something I forgot I wanted to talk about a little bit. So yesterday I was on my way home. Okay. All right. I, I played a little golf with my buddies on my way home. And there was a dude in the far right lane of 77 South in like a 25-year-old Dodge Neon. He looks like Kid Rock, one-arming it on the steering nice, wheel. Dude. Hell yeah. Wheel just, just like bouncing up and down like shocks and struts haven't been put on it in 30 years. He's doing 110. I didn't even those cars didn't even do 110 when they came off the production line. I feel like he Tim Allen more powered it in his own damn driveway and just whipping across multiple lanes. That is dangerous. 
that could kill us all. You don't tweet about that at all. But if something happens inside the Capitol building in Washington that affects you not at all, you scream at your neighbor. I don't understand it. You're right. We are in danger every minute of every day. And the brain just goes, ah, you're all right. Otherwise, you would be in fear everywhere you went. Dude, especially out on the road, dude. It is such a delicate dance that we do out there in our cars. And we all just assume that, like, nah, the dude in front of me is going to be, everything's going to be fine. The guy behind me is going to be paying attention. Hell, dude, there's no problems. There's problems out there, people. No. When I see the conditions of cars out there on the road, it's terrifying. It makes me actually happy I have car insurance. Just people who are like, well, it's making a weird noise. Let's turn up fish head a little bit louder. Yeah. <laughs> Let's crank it up a little yeah. bit louder. Like, dude, when you can watch tires bounce like that, where it's like, dude, Ooh. that's shocks and struts are not good. Like, dude, that's bad. Yeah, that that, that's bad. bad. Don't do 90, you moron. You should be doing 30. I saw somebody getting onto the freeway, uh, onto 77 off of Tusk, and they were on a donut. And I was just like, no, don't do this. Don't do it. And nope, he's out there. I hate being on the donut. Dude, you can't go on the freeway on the donut, dude. That's bad, bad business. I did the last time I had it. It's not good. Not good. It's not good. Now, I bring this up because I believe things can happen to me just because I am oblivious sometimes. I'm in my own world. I'm concerned about me. I'm a little, you know what I mean? Like, and so things can happen. And I heard about this coming out of Wadsworth where a couple, I guess, had pulled like a shopping cart out. And this has always been one of these old wives tales, but it's happening. Were somebody sticking razor blades in the handles of a shopping cart? See, you could get me with this because I would never think about it. Because to me, this is how I work with crime. I think about the benefit of the person committing the crime, right? Like if you rob a bank, I know what the benefit is. The benefit is the money. Now, I think you're an idiot. You're probably going to get caught probably faster than ever before. But the money is the benefit. The gain is the money. When you do this to somebody, I don't know what the gain is. Are you standing in the first the first part of the store to see who gets affected by it? Or are you just doing is somebody just getting hurt enough for you? Now, what I've seen this explained as, and I don't know if I necessarily buy it as one way or the other, is that people are bringing razors into, like straight razors into uh, the store so that that they can cut the merchandise tag and the security sensor off of stuff quickly. And they're disposing of them by like hiding them up in there. I don't know if it's that or if it's if it's you just want to watch the world burn. Well, do I believe that a criminal could be intuitive enough to go, let's take razor blades in here, we'll cut the, the you know the scan labels off? Yes. However, now not that criminals are smart, but if you're sharp enough to think about that, aren't you sharp enough excuse the pun we're talking razor blades? Aren't you sharp enough to go, I'm not leaving this piece of evidence in this handle? Right. Plenty of garbage cans walking around stores. And, I mean, you could just drop it wherever you were, essentially. On you know the ground I mean? walking like, outside. Yeah, so you cut so you cut the, the security tag off of something, and you just put the razor behind the rest of the rack there. So, yeah, I don't know. So this is what I'm saying. I don't get what you get out of doing this to somebody else. Like, when you rob a house, I know what the benefit is. The benefit is you now have products you once didn't have. I mean, I guess it really does boil down to... Are you just sick? Sick or like, you know, I mean, I know it's the Batman movie, but like you just want to watch the world burn or but it's that's like, my thing. like, are you actually sitting there watching it? Like, wait, cause then you're not really seeing it. No, you probably just know, you know what I'm saying? And there's probably a little bit of you that like, that's what you want is to know is that, is that three days from now you can think to yourself, oh, I bet you I got one of those people. Well, and, and when, and when you feel like, and this is what I'm assuming is you feel like you've had it so tough and whether you have or you have not. 
not that you want to inflict pain onto others. Oh, you think that's what it is? I, I, I think that's what it is. Like my life has sucked so bad; it's been so awful. I'm just trying to, uh, just trying to, you know, further that pain a little bit. Oh, you know what? See, now that I don't necessarily disagree with, but it makes me wonder: was this an employee? Who's like, you know what? Sure. I hate this place. Yeah. I'm tired of doing this. I don't make enough money. I hate these shoppers. I hate, uh, dude, there's certain customers I hate. I just, dude, I'm over it. And I say it all the time, man. Like, you can risk your entire existence over frustration. You can, it can happen. And so now I, I don't recommend it. Don't do it. And I, I think those of us that are smart fight against it as much as we possibly can. But I can maybe see that being the thing. And maybe if you're a worker there, and it comes over the loudspeaker, or you hear about it. You're, you yeah, know, you'll you're, hear about it. You, yeah, your coworkers like, oh my god, you hear this woman from Strongsville or whatever just like sliced her finger open, and you may chuckle to yourself like, ah, I did that. I don't personally understand crime where pain for somebody else is the only thing I get. I don't understand that. I could understand being financially motivated to rob a store. I could totally get it. Oh my god, my kids can't eat. I'm going to steal this bread. Get it. See the benefit. Right. But just to hurt people for the sake of hurting them, that falls 100% totally flat on me. We do have more Stansberry Show for you. It is on your way next at Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show again Saturday. Join Fantone 11 to 1 Key of Alliance. He'll get you hooked up with some concert tickets there. Also, this afternoon, 5 o'clock, I'll be on a Mark Munch, Bishop, uh, Mark Munch Bishop show, Munch on Sports. He normally is with us Friday morning, 7 o'clock. I'm going to do his show today at 5 o'clock. Catch that on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Your mom worked your entire life, right? Yeah. Yeah. My dad never made enough money for my mom not to work. My dad always said this, that, his, that what he would have liked was to make enough money to where my mom could choose whether or not she wanted to work or not. He didn't want to tell her either way. He didn't want to have to be like, no, you're working, or no, I'm a man, you don't work. He never wanted to be that guy. What he wanted was to supply a life plush enough to where she did not have to work if she chose not to. He wasn't able to do it. There's not a lot of money in God unless you're a total scumbag ripping your ripping your you know parishioners off. If you're an honest man of God, you're broke. It's just the way it is. If I can remember correctly, like when we were little, like before I went to school, my mom didn't work, but I think my brother needed braces and she was like, you know what? I'll pick up a, a job during the day since both the boys are at school now and that just turned into her working, you know, it just turned into like income they needed. So, apparently, there's a study that came out. They looked at 100,000 men and women across 29 countries. Okay, so this is a pretty wide study then. A lot of studies sometimes are 200 people in Rhode Island. This is 100,000 people over 29 different countries. And this flies into the face of some of the things that we've heard. And it flies into the face of what I always call happy hour logic. Meaning at the bar, it sounds great. But does it actually shake out? Does the math actually hammer out? They say growing up with a working mother has benefits for both daughters and sons later in life. Again, looked at 100,000 men and women across 29 countries to determine whether or not a mother's employment status has any link to your outcome as a child later on in adulthood. As it turns out, the research does suggest that girls raised in homes with working mothers are more likely to grow up and have successful careers. Now, I cannot dispute that because I think a young woman turns and looks at her mom and says, I want to do, I want to be like my mom. 
do they differentiate between working mothers in dual parent households and single parent households? Because like there is somewhat of a line there for me where it's like, of course, you're going to have a job if you're a single mom, because what else are you possibly going to do? I wonder if like your dad is earning enough money, if that's where there's going to be some sort of difference there. It does not tell me in this article whether or not that distinction was made in this study. That I don't have that. They just looked at whether or not your mom works. Okay. And they did look at both sexes. So my guess is we were looking at two parent households here. Um, they looked at the likelihood of being employed was 1.21 times greater for women raised by an employed mother. Again, I don't dispute that. I think a young woman says, oh, well, my mom works. I want to be like my mom. Right. I'm going to go work. Right. Employed women raised by working mothers were 1.29 times more likely to supervise others at work, meaning you are reaching higher levels of employment. You spent roughly 45, 45 additional minutes at their jobs and reported significantly higher annual incomes, according to the data. Again, I think this is about strong parental roles and strong showing you you wake up, you go do your day, and you come home, you do your bit, and that's how you you get ahead. I think showing your kids that um, will lead to that, absolutely. The Generations and Gender Program data confirmed those findings, showing that women whose mothers were employed when the women were 15, meaning you're in your teen years, are, again, one and a half times more likely to be employed, and, again, almost one and a half times more likely to supervise other people once you are employed. Now, again, among men, a mother's employment status was not a significant predictor of your employment outcome. Rather, men raised by working mothers spent about 50 additional minutes weekly caring for their family members than those who mothers were not employed, meaning you are probably also chasing women who work, so your duties at home are probably increased. Again, you end up growing into the parent of the sex you are, and you marry the opposite parent. That's just kind of what happens. So if your mother worked, you're probably going to chase a woman who works. I think there's also probably a level of you, number one, your mom was gone a lot when you were young, so you had to do the laundry, so you had to make dinner. Learn how so to do you it. Had to, had, to, had to learn how to do that. Very true. And like Very you, true. you empathize with like, hey, you're at work all day, coming home and expecting you to have dinner cooked, you know, as, as we both walk through the door at 530 is crazy. So like you probably have a little bit more like sympathy for your partner of like, hey, we're both in this together trying to run a house and, and hold down jobs. This does kind of fly in the face of though. One parent at home, making sure everything's all right on the homestead, make sure everything's all right, right? Like this kind of flies in the face of what sometimes what we think is right. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I think that's maybe like the idealistic way to, to do it. And it's like, it seems so foreign to me that one person could have a job, one job, work 40 hours a week and have enough money to have three kids go on vacation every year and have decent stuff in well, their life. That's 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 wild to me. I think, that, I think that's a very rare story these days. I think these days, I'm saying I'm saying 50 years ago. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah. The fact that it sounds insane to you is because it is almost insane anymore. That because you financially you can't do it. Like the fact that you once upon a time could is a little crazy. Like it almost seems like. It almost seems like like uh, like fiction. Like it's not real. Yeah, yeah. like fiction. Like, like that's just so that's so alien to me that I can't even I can't even like wrap my head around that. Like especially I mean, dude, you were like 26 and you had a job that was paying you, like I said, enough to, that your wife didn't have to work. You could have three kids, and you were you were going on vacation. I, crazy. Yeah, that I mean, 
when I think about the money that my parents made, which wasn't much, I'm pretty sure I make more money now than my dad ever did. As a I know once upon a time in my radio career, for sure I did because my mom told me. Now, I no longer make money like that. But when I worked at NCX, I know for sure I made more money than my dad. My mom told me. I told her when I was getting paid. She's like, oh, God, Dan, it's way more than your dad ever made. And so, like, that's happened. And But, like, when I think about the fact that, dude, he worked like a dog. And, like, again, it was mostly reading and writing was his job. And then Sunday he would perform it. Obviously, I say perform, but that's what it is. You're speaking in public. You're performing. And um, but he spent all week endlessly, dude, always in his study at home or his office at the work. Like he just was very much a workaholic. And when I think about the fact that he worked like that for nothing, I mean, nothing. And yet we still lived in Aurora Shores. He still took us to Florida, you know, once a year. And now we drove every year because he couldn't afford the flights and all that. Like, I don't know how he did it. And, of course, the way he did it was on credit cards. And we just drove ourselves into financial debt doing it. That's, of course, how he did it. And my mom eventually is going to die one day, and I'm going to have to pay it all off. That's how we ended up doing it, I would imagine. But this does kind of fly in the face of that. I, much like my father, would want to have, I would want my wife to have the choice. Now, I picked a career in which she won't be able to. She's going to end up having to work if I end up getting married. But I would want her to have the choice, although I will tell you, I prefer career-oriented women. I prefer women on their grind. Chicks that are just okay with what their station in life is, I just I find you boring and uninteresting. You got to keep it pushing. I want you challenging yourself. Be better than you were last year. If you're doing that, dude, Cat Williams said this once in one of his stand-up specials. If you're doing what you were doing last year, I don't want you in my life. I need people who are looking to new challenges. Let's compete. Let's do more. Get better. Earn more. I like people who are, I'll give you an Eagles, life in the fast lane. I like people who want life in the fast lane. That's who I want in my life. People who are content I find to be uninteresting. A little bit of a snooze fest for me. We'll close out the Stansberry Show for the day. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. This afternoon, you can find me on Mark Munch Bishop's show, Fox Sports 1350, 5 o'clock. I'll be joining my man Munch. Love that dude. He asked... I said yes. Phantom will be at Key of Alliance this Saturday, 11 to 1. Also at Buzzbin Wrestling tomorrow night. That show starts at 7 o'clock. Simpsons creator Matt Groening uh, was doing a little press uh, before Comic-Con, and this problem with a poo won't go away. Um, bloggers won't let problems that aren't problems go away. Otherwise, they wouldn't have anything to write. And so they're trying to make Matt Groening out to be this super big, racist, insensitive person. Which is, of course, ridiculous. Apu is voiced or was voiced by Hank Azaria, who has said, look, I'll step down and I'll let somebody else do it. And one of the writers on uh, The Simpsons says, that's like Val Kilmer saying he won't play Batman anymore. Nobody's asking you to play Batman. Meaning, dude, they've really stepped away from Apu over the last two years. And I guess a guy wrote like wrote and directed this the documentary, said the problem with Apu. And his problem was is that there was a, a thick Indian accent... And that he is a clerk at a Quickie Mart or owns the Quickie Mart. This is my problem with today's society of people being offended. Okay? This is why I always tell people, oh, shut up. You're not really offended. Because you're offended about something that isn't happening. You just think it is. This is all about how you're taking something versus what's actually happening. Do all people from that portion of the world 
have that job and speak that way. No, they do not. But can I go into a convenience store today in any city in America and find that person from that portion of the world who does have that job and who does talk that way? Yes, I can. And what's happened now, especially with some minority groups of people, that if you see a character, you then think, this is, they're saying this is everybody. No, we're not. We're saying this is this one person. And that, yes, they're going to make a character out of it because of how many times you encounter that situation. To deny that you encounter that person behind a counter at a convenience store is disingenuous. That is fake news. To say that that never happens. Why do people turn on a television show, see a character, and say, this is what they mean for all people of this descent? That's not what we mean. I never look at George Clooney on ER and go, oh my God, they think all white dudes are are doctors. Why don't we do that? Is it because there's a lot more representation in a lot of different ways that white people get represented? You're a million different things if you're white. If you are the only Indian representation I can think of in a mainstream character or in a mainstream show... Is, that, why is that not okay? I'm just saying that that's, I guess that's the point is that like, well, yeah, of course you can be a doctor or you can be this or you can be that or you can be Homer or you can be a million different things. But if you're Indian, that's what you're getting like shoved into. There. All right. Well, the cop's a pig. You know what I mean? So like if anybody's got a legitimate bitch, it's the cops. The cop's a pig. There, dude, everything is a stereotype in Simpsons. That's what it was because it was created back in a time when you weren't a coward, when you weren't so weak inside. When did we lose this resolve? When did we lose this? I don't care. That's going to wash off my back. I'll, you know, I'll be fine. When did you lose that? When did it happen? Somebody tell me where was the, where was the fight? When did you become so soft, so scared, such a coward that everything affects you? That's not the America I grew up in at all. And yet when I see they they have a ton of rednecks on South Park or not, I'm sorry, Simpsons. They have a ton of rednecks. I don't think that they're saying everybody who looks like me is a redneck. You are looking for something in there. And so you found it. It doesn't mean it's there. Having a clerk of Indian descent is not saying that that's all Indian people can be. It's saying that you do encounter this a ton in this country every single day. And I love Matt Gronick because here's what you're seeing as a guy with us. I think the show's been on almost 30 years or whatever the hell it is. He is successful enough where he can look back at the entertainment industry and go, you know what? Screw you, pussy. I'm not changing. I am who I am. This is the show. We've been the most popular show on TV for two decades. We're not changing over identity politics on Twitter. We're not doing it. You're not scaring us into doing what we don't want to do. And I love them for it. And more people need to stand up like that. You have got to stop seeing something and seeing one depiction of something and think that that means everybody. All you do at that point, the guy who wrote and directed The Problem with the Poo. My problem with you, dude, is is that your product then comes off to me as fear, as that you are fearful that that's all you are capable of, that all you are capable of 
is coming here and running a store. Which, by the way, not a bad life. Not a bad life. You want to ask anybody who owns a do go find the majorities. Ask them how it's working out. Pretty damn good, I bet. Owning convenience stores is a good life. Why are you taking that like a knock? Meanwhile, dude, they sent a poo to the moon. They made him an astronaut a couple of times. Anybody bitching? No. What's the percentage of Americans that end up being an astronaut? I bet it's small. A poo was one. You still want to cry? Quit crying. You sound like cowards. Not everything's offensive. You are just bored. And it's annoying the rest of us. It's annoying the smart people in the country. Be bored all you want. Just do it silently, loser. That's it for the day. We will be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. You can catch the podcast at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. You have a great day. See ya. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever.